Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is August the 9th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good, feeling good. Today was pretty textbook, you know, back on the scene. Also, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, side news, pre-news, it's, you know, I, I, we're, we're, we're lumping it into my personal news here. But uh, the Ohio new, uh, the Ohio vote, uh, issue one, it failed, which is a good thing. Yay. So that was good. I've been kind of vibing positive, positively about that. Uh, I think it like it uh, lost out by like a three to two motion. Something like that, like for, I don't know, three to two people ratio. I don't, I don't know, whatever, whatever. But um, I was just happy to, you know, see that Ohio wasn't as red as I thought, or at least not on this single issue. You know what I mean? I think something that was maybe really important was just that, you know, the idea of like majority rule is just something that's very tied in to the democratic system, you know, it, at least to the average American. You just think one person, one vote, right? Like, so the idea of bucking that trend, even if it's, you know, for your little pet issue, like for, you know, some people is, you know, they, they want to be anti-abortion. Like, oh, I hate that shit. Like, it makes me so mad that people are like getting rid of these cells in their bellies. Like, you know, yeah, that's a thing. But also like the idea of saying like, hey, my vote doesn't matter and we have to like go about another runaround. It's just weird, right? So I'm glad that... Ohio just said, no, cut the shit out. And, you know, hopefully, you know, we get to see that on the docket and, you know, we can really get some change, you know, uh, that's actually good for women, for people. You know what I mean? Uh, it'd be nice to see that in my state. Uh, so, that, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm lumping that in my personal news. Uh, is there any food to report? Oh, yeah, actually, I'm remembering uh, this is a, this is a food corner I'm not happy to bring to you guys. It's, it's, it's a bad one. I, I didn't love my whole meal here and I, I gotta be real. I, um, I made some linguine and shrimp scampi and I gotta say this is like out of a bag. They didn't have like a P.F. Chang's in a bag when I went to the grocery store. So I'd gotten this and, um, I had it with a salad and, you know, my usual bread, you know, <laughs> I have a, a bagel and, like, two pieces of toast. I know. It's weird. I'm cringe. Whatever. I just like weird shit. Um, <clears throat> but this, this, the linguine, it just it, it had a very bland taste to it, despite me, you know, seasoning it up, you know, doing what I could with it, adding more cheese, all that. It just, it just really wasn't tasty. It felt very watery, um, not creamy. Like, I was getting what they were trying to do with it, but it just wasn't hitting it. It just wasn't tasty. Also, I don't think I love linguine noodles. I think, you know, obviously they're flat, and I just feel like they're flat. Like, I, I just don't love them. They're they're very, like, squiggly. <laughs> I can't really describe it. Like, they, they just don't give it to me. They're not they're not my noodle. I would say angel hair is still my least favorite, but linguine's got to be on, like, my bottom five. Uh, so, yeah, it just didn't come together. Uh, it just wasn't it. But I will say... MVP of that meal, the salad I made. The salad was just really good. It had some ham in it, um, Italian dressing with the croutons. You know, it was, it was good. It, it did the work uh, as well as the bread. So, you know, overall it was an okay meal. But man, I, that, that was a a stinker. 
All right. Um, so uh, we've I've injected some pre-news here. I've talked about myself. Let me go ahead and do my classic little startup, and then we'll get into the news of the day. Or at least, you know, the news I'm giving you today. Actually, before I start, a bit of a tangent. I gotta say, a game I've been watching and is going on right now in my background and silent. Uh, watching people play Baldur's Gate 3. Game is very cool. Very cool. If you're an RPG player, I highly recommend this game. I don't even care if you're not into the, any of the older Baldur's Gate. I don't even feel like that really matters. Like, this game is so much, like, better and different to me, in my opinion, that, like, you can just hit this game up and it's worth it if you're just into, like, role-playing games. If you like fantasy, I would highly suggest it, especially if you're into D&D, because, like, this is literally that system. And I love when a game can just make a D&D experience on, uh, you know, on a console or your or your computer. So, um, highly recommend. It's super crazy story. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's like tons and tons of endings and shit. So, yeah, highly recommend that game. Before we uh, just talk about some real news. All right. <coughs> oh, excuse me. From the Independent, Tory Lanez sentenced to ten years in prison for shooting Megan The Stallion. Uh, Lanez was convicted of first degree assault, among other felonies, in December. Uh, last year it is now sentenced to a decade in prison so uh <coughs> excuse me cough and a burp <sighs> breathe Isaiah <laughs> so um we did cover when Tory Lanez was uh sentenced we just you know, were waiting for the uh or was found guilty we were waiting for the sentencing to drop um so that's happened and uh with some controversy I, I will say I was um not surprised, but, like, there's just been more, like, I guess, aftermath stuff that we'll, you know, try to talk about and get into. But, um, Lanes, whose legal name is, uh, Daystar Peterson, 31 years old, has been in jail since, uh, the 23rd of December after a jury convicted him of first-degree, uh, first-degree assault, discharge of a firearm with gross negligence, and having a concealed and unregistered firearm in a vehicle. Uh, Megan... Megan Thee Stallion, whose real name is Megan Pete, uh, 28 years old, testified during the trial that Lanes had fired a gun at the back of her feet and shouted for her to dance as she walked away from an SUV in which they had been riding in uh, the summer 2020. The pair had left a party at Kylie Jenner's Hollywood Hills home. So, yeah, I mean, this is a really unfortunate situation, really sad. Um, and literally, Megan Thee Stallion initially didn't press charges, tried to more or less cover it up for him. And I know that people were like, why would you do that? Why would you, you know, be that person? And it, and it inevitably, weirdly got twisted into like, oh, no, she's lying because she made it all up. And it's crazy that there were people, even people that I've known, you know, like people I, you know, I, who are my friends, like I would have this conversation with them and they were really not taking Megan Thee Stallion's side on the shit. They were just like, 
no, I, I think Tori is telling the truth here. I think it's just like the evidence isn't isn't there. It's like, bro, like she got shot. Like there are literally pictures of the, you know, like her at, from the hospital that night. Like you're crazy. Um, but I mean, Megan really had to come out and like defend herself. It's just something you just should not have to do as a victim. And essentially when you were the person defending the guy who shot you. And I know that that's something that may be like from the outside looking in, especially like, I hate to say this, but especially if you're just not a black person, you just don't really get it. And I think even too, you can just, it can be kind of missed on you just not looking at the circumstance where it's like, look, I don't want to put a person who, you know, looks like me, who has my skin tone in jail because I know what's going to happen there. And, you know, you also have Tory Lanez literally saying, like, oh, no, don't do that. Don't do this. Like, if you know what's going to happen, I'm going to get into a lot of trouble. I'm going to, like, I'm on parole, yada, yada, yada. And to me, it's just so crazy because in Tory Lanez's situation, this guy was in the wrong from the jump. You know, he's over here talking shit, popping fresh. The argument gets out of hand. Megan does the right thing and just exits the conversation, literally leaves the car and you go dance, bitch, and you shoot at her. You shoot at her. You literally shoot at her and you hit her. Like, and this person is running defense for you. And for some reason, you have to go, oh, you know what? No, actually, you're you're actually my enemy. And I'm going to make you the bad guy here. And, like, launch a campaign with me and mine. And we're just going to say that you're crazy. You're blowing this shit up. You're making shit up. And it's just like, this is insane, dog. Like, you are making this a problem. And essentially... Now the you know the chickens come home to roost. Like I, I really don't know because at the end of the day, it, it it's crazy to get you know ten years. Uh, not saying that like you don't deserve it for the situation, but like ten years is no joke. Like uh, I've said it before, I said it again. Like prison is not something I, I wish on people. It's not something that I'm stoked about to see people go to jail. Like I'm not your local sheriff. Like yeah, I'm so stoked to bury a motherfucker alive today. Yeah, like justice is served. Like uh, no, that, that that does not bring me joy. But when you have someone like in Tory Lanez's case where literally you have someone, the victim is fighting for you, and you are turning that victim into the villain? Like, this, this story work doesn't work. For what For what purpose does it serve? Your ego? Your album sales? Like, and to the fact that he was even rapping about this shit. Like, it, it's messy. It's so gross. It's so just awful to me. So, you know, I don't know. I, I know that there are people trying, um, I know they're going to try for a, um, what's it called, an appeal. Um, they have the reasons they listen in this article. Uh, I, I don't think there's anything that's going to come for this. I think he's going to have to write out the 10 and should be happy that it wasn't worse. Like, I, I don't remember what the maximum of his sentence could have been. But I, I know there was, like, initial talks of, like, 13 years. And I think last minute they got it talked down to just the 10. So that and some good behavior, he'll be out, you know. He won't be doing double-digit double time. So I, if, if I'm Tory, count your fucking blessings. Like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I did want to read this little quip before we moved on. Um, court reporter Megan Cunniff reported, Megan said mercy is for people who show remorse, and Lane Lane's has shown none. She thanked the Los Angeles County District's Office uh, for their support. She wants the sentence to be a message for everyone, uh, for everyone, woman of violence. Or she wants the sentence to be a message for everyone uh 
women of violence. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm reading that quote wrong. But, I, you know, I understand that sentiment. It's like, look, I, I have to make an example of this person here for just my own sake. But also, it's like people need to see it like... Like, I deserve to be heard here. You know what I mean? And and it's sad, too, that she's had to, like, literally says, like, I have to sometimes make a joke about it. Like, I have to do what I have to do to, make like, get past it because there are people out here who are literally trying to fight my narrative, fight my reality here. So, you know, I give credit to Megan Thee Stallion for, for speaking up. You could have easily just been silent here and just took it on the chin. But it's like, no, like, I, I shouldn't have to do that. I was already fucking shot. No. Um... So yeah, f- fuck Tory Lanez, dude. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I knew I was gonna have to come back to the story. Oh, 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 there was one more thing I, I wanted to talk about too before I um let it go. Uh, during the court hearing, Judge Harryford summarized more than seventy letters of support for Lanez, including one from Australian rapper Iggy Azalea, and that was one of the like the first things I heard at the top of the day. Um, kind of taking all the shit in is that everyone was kind of cooking Iggy on this shit. And Iggy had to come out with some statements and uh, she was like, hey, like, look, I, I, I need to like, you know, set the record straight. I'm not actually coming out for support here. This is something that um, I'm saying because I didn't want him to go to jail for like, you know, uh, a crippling amount of time, which is something I, I do, you know, at least on that point, I completely understand. Like, like I said before, I do not relish she seeing anyone go to jail and being buried alive you know under this prison system fuck that shit it's it's draconian it's barbaric i get that i understand that but she also says but um no one was supposed to see my shit i was told that this wasn't actually going to become public it's like okay and like you still did say what you said you still made the letter and um you know obviously some aspects of what she's saying i i totally get but in my opinion if i was her like, I, I don't care whatever my affiliation was with Tory Lanez. I'm not super familiar or whatever. I don't know if it was just, you know, music related or more. I, no, I'm not writing that motherfucking no letter. <laughs> Hell no. <nah. laughs> Hell no. Nah. I'm going to let that shit rock. <laughs> so if, if people are cooking Iggy on that, they're cooking Iggy on that. And um, I mean, shit, just be happy it's not your freestyle, girl. Um, but that's it. That's all I really have for this. I am probably already going long here and I'm not hitting all the notes, but you know me. It's classico. It's just, that's so me. All right. Um, let's move along though to Politico. Divided Supreme Court allows ghost gun rule to take effect. Supre- the Supreme Court voted 5-4 on Tuesday to allow Biden's administration uh, regulation on so-called ghost guns to go into effect. The ruling is a temporary victory for the administration, but a lawsuit challenging the regulations will continue in the lower courts. So in some ways, this is one of those where I almost classify as a nothing burger. Like uh, the the effects of this aren't going to be permanent. They're not going to be lasting, most likely. But um, it is relevant. So I figured, hey, let's go ahead and talk about this topical shit. Um... But let's see, um, we have talked a little bit about this, uh, but a ghost gun is essentially like, um, it's a homemade firearm. Essentially, it doesn't have a serial code or serial number attached to it because you only buy like the frame or something like that from a store. And then you buy all the individual parts from wherever the fuck you want and you put the gun together yourself. Or, I mean, hell, you can maybe even have other people do it for you, you know, if you, if you got the coin for that. 
But I do feel like a lot of these cases, it is someone who just wants to, like, buy their own gun and, uh, you know, go through the whole facets of doing it themselves. But the problem is, like I said at the beginning of this, is, like, there's no serial, you know, number for this. Like, these aren't registered. So, essentially, that's why they're a ghost gun. You can't find them. They don't, like, exist in the system. But I can take them to my local wherever the fuck and shoot it all up. You know what I mean? And that's something that has been happening. It's a fucking issue. So, um... Let's see, a company that sells gun parts and pro-Second Amendment groups sued to overturn the ruling. Um, and this was, um, uh, what is it? Is this the, um, okay, let me just read the whole thing. Let me just keep going. Uh, overturn the rule. They argued that the ATF overstepped its authority. Okay, yeah, so this is from Biden's, you know, ghost gun thing. And, um... You know, the ATF is trying to enforce it. They argue that the ATF overstepped its authority by broadening the definition of a firearm and its rule. Judge Reed O'Connor, a conservative in the Northern District of Texas, blocked the rule from taking effect nationwide last month. The Fifth Circuit of Appeals left O'Connor's ruling in place. Uh, the Biden administration then filed an emergency appeal at uh, the Supreme Court, urging the court to reinstate the rule. Lawyers for the government argued that unassembled ghost guns should be treated like guns that come fully assembled. Uh, da, 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 da. And this is where um, the judge wound up ruling 5-4. Uh, John Roberts and Amy Coney Barrett were the two that switched over from the supermajority in this situation. Um, and because this was like on the shadow docket or whatever, they don't have to give their rule or their reasonings for the ruling. They just said, this is what we say. This is how it's going to be. Um, but now it's still going to play out in the smaller courts, um, you know, for the future. Now, I don't want to get bogged down anymore, as you can kind of already tell I'm already in the weeds. But essentially on um, Biden's side, they kind of made this argument that like... Um, like guns are like bookshelves or something at an Ikea and you can't now I have to fucking read it since I used it. Okay. Let's just read this fucking cockamamie because I think both sides of this make weird arguments. Um, every speaker of English would recognize that a tax on, uh, on sales of bookshelves applies to Ikea when it sells boxes, uh, when it sells boxes of parts and tools and instructions for assembling them into bookshelves. And that's from Solicitor General Elizabeth Prelogger. And then uh, the court's insistence on treating guns differently contradicts ordinary usage and makes a mockery of Congress's careful regulatory scheme. So, I mean, I understand. I just don't like it. And then um, the attorneys from the challenging side countered that since gun kits don't always come with all the parts necessarily to make guns, the Ikea analogy doesn't work. A better analogy would be, and this is the quote now, a better analogy would be a taco kit sold as a bundle by a grocery store that includes taco shells, seasoning packets, salsa, and other toppings, along with a slab of raw beef, they argued. No one would call the taco kit a taco. In addition to assembly, turning it into one would require cutting or grinding and cooking the meat. And until it, that was done, it would be nonsensical to treat it as a food and equivalent of a taco. 
Um, books or tacos, it's a fucking gun. And I think, uh, regardless, every single fucking person on the planet does not treat it like either of those two things. So, it's just, all of it's nonsensical to me. <laughs> With that being said, I do think that, at the end of the day, you are selling a weapon system. Like, it should have all the accoutrement of any weapon system that you can buy at a store. Like, so that means that, look, it's a gun. Like, what am I making at the end of the day? A fucking gun. <laughs> like, you're not, you're not making a fucking statue. Like, at the end of the day, it should be treated as such. So, if I buy a f firearm from, you know, a gun shop or whatever, like, it's gonna have a fire, it's gonna have all the things on it. The cereal, all that kind of shit. It should have it. Um, I think a gun kit should have the same kind of thing. That that's just how I personally look at it, because <laughs> um, I don't know, man. At the end of the day, this doesn't solve anything to me. I, I do think that you should be allowed to, you know, under the you know the stipulations that we have. Yeah, you should be allowed to make your own gun at home. I don't think that that should be stopped, but um, there should be more regulation involved, in my opinion, to make sure that, like, look, you know, at the end of the day, when you make a gun. It's still the same gun that you could buy at yada, yada, yada. Like, it, it's not crazier or different or is lacking in any kind of way, you know, in terms of, like, identification, things like that. Um, so, yeah, uh, that, that's my two cents on that from that article. You can go ahead and bounce around here. Got an FBI bundle for the rest of this episode. Um, it's a doozy. Uh, ABC News. Man killed during FBI raid in, con in connection with threats against Biden. Other officials. A Utah man was shot and killed during an FBI raid early Wednesday morning. The FBI confirmed to ABC News. The raid was in connection with an investigation into alleged threats against President Joe Biden and others. According to two officials briefed on the case. Um... One of the officials told ABC News the investigation began in April and the U.S. Secret Service was notified by the FBI in June. In addition to threatening posts, the official said, the man in an investigation suggested online he was making plans to take physical action. The threats had been deemed credi credible, uh, officials said. <coughs> Excuse me. Now... This wasn't too surprising. We've had a similar story talked about uh, earlier in the year. There was an Ohio man who was really mad. This is around the time the Mar-a-Lago shit was happening. And he went into the fucking FBI agency, like some, some you know, headquarters here with a fucking, like, nail gun trying to fucking break down the fucking bulletproof um, glass. And he winds up fucking getting murked. He goes fucking five stars. <laughs> So the idea that this Craig Robinson guy, Robertson, um, that he just was like, hey, I mean it. I'm a real patriot, okay, brother? And I'm going to defend my country, my president, Mr. Fortified. I'm going to defend him by any means. And to take that energy and then to shit post it online is just, it's a whole level of stupid. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to say you had it coming, brother, but like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what's going on here? Um, so yeah, I'm not surprised that the FBI took it seriously and uh, that something like this went down. Uh, I, I don't have the details of, um, you know, what exactly took place, but um, they do have um, 
you know, some of his obviously complaints online, like they were posted. Uh, I do want to read one from the thing and then find one I saw. Uh, Here it is. Okay. Uh, The complaint includes numerous social media posts believed to be made to have been made by Robertson. Uh, threatening to kill uh, Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris, as well as several officials involved in prosecuting former President Donald Trump. So that's fine. Uh, yeah, I guess, like, if, if you were going to come to Utah, he was going to give it to you, brother. Um, let me read one, though. I'll read a couple, actually. I hear Biden is coming. I don't, I don't know why. I'm, I'm sure no one in Utah sounds like this. I don't fucking care. <laughs> but this is my hog speak. I hear Biden is coming to Utah. Digging out my old ghillie suit and cleaning the dust off the M24 sniper rifle. <laughs> Are you? I, I I put his picture in the thumbnail. I don't think he's fitting in that ghillie suit. What y'all think? I don't know. Call me crazy. And this, this is another one I got to read before we move on here. Perhaps Utah will become famous this week as the place a sniper took out Biden the Marxist. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh at death. I shouldn't. I shouldn't look at the abyss and feel this way. But like, I just love it, man. Like they just take whatever they heard off of like Newsmax or Fox News or whatever the fuck, and they're just like, yeah, that's exactly what Marxism is. Like that's what communism is. Whatever Democrats are doing today, that's socialism. And it's like, man, <laughs> socialism is actually something that was gonna help you out, brother. <laughs> I wish it was a Marxist you were trying to line up on, brother. It's not. It's not. It's just old Joe. It's crime bill Joe. <laughs> Sorry. It just made me laugh. Um, I'm weird. All right. We got one more thing to cover. Let me get myself together. Get my composure. But yeah, also too, he posted it with like the weird Facebook um, background you can give your shit to like make it look more like a meme. But he did like the vaporwave like kind of thing. And I'm just like, brother, like at least do like the corny like skulls and shit. Like, I don't know. It just was weird energy. It's just clearly a boomer who's just not getting it, but just really wants to be in on it and wants to be a patriot, you know? So, you know, it's funny. <laughs> life is Life is really interesting. Okay, our last story, it comes, it comes from a, from a place. Okay, actually the story's kind of fucked up, it's really messy, but, um, there's like, I guess, silver lining good news here, um, from CBS News. Nearly 100 arrested and global child sex abuse operation launched after murder of FBI agents. So, yeah, it's a lot. Close to 100 people have been arrested in Australia and the United States in connection with a global online child abuse network uncovered in the aftermath of a high-profile murder of two FBI agents. Authorities announced this week a myriad of charges for alleged child abuse stem from the killings of two F, uh, two FBI special agents 
Daniel Af Alflin Alfin and Daniel Alfin and Laura Schwarzenberger Schwarzenberger who were fatally shot in 2021 while serving a warrant in Sunrise, Florida to search the apartment of a suspect uh, uh, allegedly tied to a case involving violent crimes against children. So the death of these two agents um, more or less spurred an international probe that goes from America to Australia. And um, let's see here, 19 Australians whose ages range from 32 to 81 years old were recently charged for their alleged involvement in what the agency described in a news release as a sophisticated digital network. Members are believed to have produced, searched for, and distributed images of videos of child abuse material on the dark web. Two people have been sentenced in Australia for their ties to, a, to the massive investigation, while others have active cases in court, according to the federal probe. In addition to the 19 arrests, authorities have also removed 13 Australian children from harm over the course of the probe. Federal police allege some of those children were directly abused and others were removed as a precaution. Uh, this was called Operation Bacchus. Uh, let's see. It led to the arrest so far of 79 uh, people who were allegedly connected to the online network. Uh, and then I think so far 43 convictions. As well as the convictions of 43 people for child abuses, child abuse offenses. So, I mean, I mean, this is heavy ass fucking shit. Um, it's crazy that these networks like could just happen so easily. Like a group of these kind of people can just get together and through the anonymity of just being online, they can just share and not just share like this, just the gross shit they find, but the, just some of them even go to the level of making it. And like that, that's why they go so hard to like, defend this shit like that's literally why like when those motherfucking cops came with the warrant like those two dudes in america were like no we are going to try to kill these people like they killed those people and it's just crazy just how prolific that's the word i'm looking for here is like this isn't like the first time i've ever heard of something like this and i'm sure you know you the listener it's not the first time you've heard of something like this this deep like it's very just so sad that like like this is a shit where I go oh yes the internet's fucked the internet is depraved this is disgusting it's terrible because you shouldn't have a highway like this you shouldn't have the means to be able to do this kind of shit you know like uh, like it 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 grosses me the fuck out um but that being said I am glad that you know not that I'm all, not that I'm rooting for any alphabet boy. But I'm glad that they did work that did this, that got people at, like out of this shit, that got children into safer places. Like that's good. Like that that is what we do the taxpayer dollar shit for. You know what I'm fucking saying? So that that's good. Um thanks for doing your job, which is this. Uh but this is crazy that this is a part of a job, you know? That you gotta stop like fucking sex traffickers. Like this like I'm reading this shit and it just felt like 
a fucking true detective season, you know? Like, it's just heavy, and I, I, I need a shower just on this shit alone. Like, ugh, eek, Um... And also, sorry, I should have said, like, a trigger warning here. I, a lot of my episodes are trigger warnings, and for that, I'm sorry. You know, news be newsing. Uh, but that's all I have for today. Of course, I managed to make this a long episode. My bad. Um, if you would like to help out, though, and support the effort, you already are. Thank you so much for listening. That's, like, super key. That's awesome. Uh, but financial support. I have a Patreon. Patreon.com. So this is a news. You do become a newsie. I shout you out at the top of the month. I shout out a project as well. So that's a thing. That's an option. Uh, if you want to send feedback, converse, news one at gmail.com. Uh, you can hit me up sleepless in Seattle style if that's your fancy. Uh, I'm on all the socials that you're probably on. Uh, unless you're on Mastodon. I'm sorry. I'm too tired. I'm not getting on Mastodon today, tomorrow. I'm just not doing it. It's confusing. Uh, but uh, you can find me like on Tumblr. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on X. Um, find, you can find me. I'm in the club. Bottle full of bub. <laughs> you know the rest. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.